Hey folks, the following episode was recorded on Sunday, March 15th, back when Bloodshot was still playing in actual movie theaters. Since then, of course, most theaters around the world have closed indefinitely, and in response, Sony has made Bloodshot available for streaming across all digital platforms. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, hey, hey. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break it down whether we thought it was good or bad and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Bloodshot. This is the new sci-fi action film starring Vin Diesel. The IMDb plot summary reads, Ray Garrison, a slain soldier, is reanimated with superpowers. This movie has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it opened this past weekend in the midst of a global pandemic where many theaters are operating at 50% capacity to about 9 million, which, all things considered, I mean, that's not quite a disaster. Obviously, this would have made about maybe 40% more under normal circumstances. But I can kind of agree with the Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) percentage. The only reason why I saw this movie was because my boyfriend was in it. Who's that? That would be Sam Hickman. Okay. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's an Outlander, and he's <laughs> my Scottish friend. I don't watch Outlander. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on that. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're a recent fan <laughs> of that show, and uh, he's the, like the lead in it. Yes. The and um, yeah, you like him. He's a yeah. fan. You're you're a fan. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> normally, you wouldn't want to watch a movie like this. No, I don't think the, these trailers yeah. wouldn't normally. I was surprised when the, they showed the trailer, and you're like, "Ooh, I want to see that." But it's mainly just for this guy. It, it is not for Vinny. It's not for Vinny. No, because he's not a good actor either. Well, let's talk about Vinny. Are you a fan of uh, of the Vin? <laughs> Vin Diesel is good at what he does. He's good at action. He's not good at emoting. He he's like a Bruce Lee. You're not going to see Vin Diesel, I guess, in like a prestige drama. Yeah. Normally, although he wasn't Saving Private Ryan, uh, I would argue he's he's yeah, actually, but he wasn't the lead in Saving Private well, Ryan. True. Yeah, he's not. He's not I mean, doing the heavy dramatic yeah. lifting there. <laughs> That's true. But I would argue he's he's a decent. He's a pretty charismatic performer. Um, his he, movies fit a certain kind of niche. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of just like a stoic, indestructible yes. dude each time. I mean, usually at the beginning of each movie, he's waking up in bed with a beautiful woman, whether and, it's like Triple X yeah. or in this movie here. <laughs> or Fast and the Furious. And then like she usually dies horribly in some way, and then he has to avenge her death. <laughs> he's done that a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, so outside like Fast and Furious movies, do you have like a favorite Vin Diesel movie? Have you seen like the Pitch Black movies? I haven't seen that, but I saw The Witch Hunter. I like The Last Witch Hunter. I think it was fun. I think it was... I think... I mean, it's up my alley. Well, you killing, like... Killing witches. You like fantasy I stuff. do. And I'm, I think, Vinny, I think Vin Diesel does, too. I think he's kind of like a fantasy geek. Yeah. I think his whole Riddick character came from, like, mm. one of his, like, role-playing characters, like Dungeons and Dragons. I think that was. Oh, he went. He goes that far. Into I believe it. so. I believe he's into like Dungeons and Dragons. So I think he's kind of like a hardcore fantasy geek, which gives him some credibility a little bit when making those types of films. 
But you can't see him in a Lord of the Rings or Hobbit movies because, I mean, those movies actually, you have to bring emotion. Sure. You have well, his, to act. I mean, they're, they're, it, his style is more modern like than well, for those kind of. His, his style is more fee fi fo fum. <laughs> I'm going to blow your house down. <laughs> Not nuance. He's the hero. Yeah. Yeah. Has he ever played? The- Have he? Has he played the villain? I, I mean, the closest—the closest that I can think of would be the Riddick movies. He's kind of the anti-hero. He's still the hero, I guess. I mean, he's but, always playing the same type. But that would be interesting. If that you played be, the villain, if you yeah. played the heavy in a movie, I think it would. I yeah, he that doesn't. That would be interesting to me. I agree. I think he'd be good at it. Yeah. So okay, so in this movie, Bloodshot, uh, Vin Diesel, he's Ray Garrison, and we meet him leading a military rescue operation in Mobasa. And afterwards, he and his wife they get kidnapped by mercenaries. Yep. And his wife gets a cattle prod to the head. That happens. That happens. Yeah. And then he gets shot in the face. Yes. And this all happens before the opening credits. Yes. <laughs> and then so I. After the opening credits, uh, we see that his body's been resurrected by this tech company uh, led by Guy Pierce. What is it? I was it L? What was the name of the company? ETI. No. I, I believe it's called the Rising Spirit Tech. There you go. Is that it? Yes. I don't even really remember that, but that's what it says. RST. Okay. Yeah. Rising Spirit Tech. That's yes. Guy Pierce's company, and they inform him. That they've resurrected his body using nanite technology. Mm-hmm. And then so that's what his blood is. It's nanites. I so guess. he's the first of his kind. And so they've used little robots to make it kind of act like blood in a sense. But if he gets shot or if he gets stabbed or whatever, those robots will pretty much automatically heal him. It gives him superhuman strength. It does. Basically. And so, yeah, he's he's kind of powered up. Yep. This kind of immediately puts him on a mission to avenging uh, the death of his wife, going after his wife's killer, who is seemingly played by Toby Kebble. Which was weird. Like was how weird. he was introduced. And his he's opening... Like, He's he's, he's bebopping and scatting to uh, like a Talking head song, yes. Psycho Killer. It's weird. It's like directly from a movie, it feels. Very movie It was very weird how it was like, and, and just... He's just strutting right I, to, to the camera, uh, like getting his cattle prod ready. I mean... It's a weird scene. It's, it's a brutal scene. It's a brutal scene. And this is like a PG-13 movie. This it movie is. could have maybe benefited from being R, I guess. No, I I wouldn't. I don't want to see Let's cattle Let's see that cattle prod. In, in the face. More, I, I, more cattle prod. I mean, instead of more I'm, cowbell, more cattle prod. <laughs> hard I'm, no. I'm kidding, <laughs> but no. At, yeah, at times it felt kind of like a like an R-rated movie, but but yeah, I, I guess you know going really further than that is getting into spoilers. But there are some twists. I mean, this movie it kind of blends different elements of other movies: a little bit of RoboCop and Terminator, a little bit of Matrix and Memento. It's kind of Frankenstein together by like spare parts of other movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I guess that kind of gives this movie like a sense of derivativeness a little bit, kind of like I've, I've seen this before. But overall, without going into spoilers, what did you think of this film? You, I think you were more excited to see this than I was, I was because your guy was in it. Yeah, my dude was in it. And what's his name? Tom, Tom Boppins? Sam. Okay. Is his name. <laughs> So you were looking forward, forward to it for him. 
to, I was, I, and to kind of see what else he can bring to the table, and and you know, in the, in the previews, it seemed like he was the villain. He's not. He he's not really the villain. He's he's a villain. He's a villain. I guess he's a subplot to the main villain. He, ha- he has he has really like an unexplained beef with Vin Diesel in this movie. Yeah, but that, that drove me absolutely insane. But that yeah, that does lead to kind of a confrontation. I mean, that's in the trailers. It's not really a spoiler. But yeah, they. I mean, they they have a fight in the film, and he's kind of an antagonist. How'd you think he did? Your your boy. Hmm. You didn't, well, I thought he was okay. I thought he was good. I thought he was okay. I haven't really seen this guy before, so to me, he was a new face, and I, he had a certain uh, presence. I, I mean, for me, and I've seen him before because I love him in <clears throat> Outlander. I mean, he's great. You can definitely tell that he's got a Scottish accent, and he's not American. I mean, I can definitely almost feel like he needed more speech. Was he Help? trying to do an American accent in this? Yeah, because he was an American soldier. Because, yeah, he sounded pretty Scottish to me in this movie. Yeah, I mean... He, I guess in Outlander, it's even more pronounced. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he's trying to tamp it down. He wasn't... Yeah, he didn't totally erase that. <laughs> um, so he, okay. he should have done more speech therapy or speech <laughs> or whatever. Well, no, because actors do that, right? They they get a speech coach a, or a, a dia- language dialect coach. Dialect coach. Yeah, I don't think it's called speech therapy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Give me a mouth dialect. cancer. Dialect, dialect coach, Dialect yeah. coach. He needed that. <laughs> sure. I also, I didn't get an understanding of why he was so pissed off at Vin Diesel's character throughout the whole entire thing. Sure. I mean, the whole entire movie, he has a chip on his shoulder, and I just don't understand why. He just has a chip on his shoulder, and that's that's kind of all we're given as far as uh, motivation for his grudge against Finn. I mean, I think he's a company man. I yeah. Mean, you know, I think that's that kind of thing. how you can explain it, yeah. I mean, that, that that's whatever. But overall, like, what, what was your impression of the film? I mean, there's a, mm. there's a lot of action. A lot of action. I mean... There's I, a plot. It's I, got a story to tell. It does have a story to tell. And then there was a female that, that came through that was kind of the heroine of the story, in my in my opinion. And that's uh, Eliza Gonzalez? Yep. She plays Katie? Yep. K-D. Or K... K-T. K-T. Yeah. And um, she has, uh, like, her lungs sort of augmented? Her esophagus. Right. So each one of these people that they brought back, they were injured in some way and they augmented them. So KT, she, her esophagus, I think she was killed in a poison attack and she is able to breathe. She can breathe with poison, a, basically. Basically, yeah, with a device. Yeah, Sam's character, um, he has like augmented his, legs. His legs are completely... But I think it's more than that. I think it's his spine too, because I think at the end That's you right. see like it's his cool. spine. True. Um. So I think it's like his whole lower body. I think he would be paralyzed. Sure. I mean, yes, it was very. It's a very. It's a guy's guy movie. Like all most Vin Diesel movies, yeah. I mean, all the all the girls in there are very objectified. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's again, that's kind of like Vin's thing. Like in the first act, there's like a Victoria's Secret model that he's getting in bed with. Yeah. <laughs> she usually gets fridged in like the first 10, 15 minutes. And that's, yeah, that's what happens here. It's exactly what happens here. It's but the not Vin Diesel way. That, but the girl. 
Um, Eliza Gonzalez? Yeah, I, I really feel like her outfits were really... Ridiculous. Objectified. It was very tight. She had to keep a certain body weight. Like, it was very much tailored and, and like... From a, a guy's point of view. Yeah. But not only her outfit, but then she's in the bathing suit when she's swimming in the pool. Sure. All of her like outfits to go kick ass are all skin it's, tight, it's cat sh- skin type suits. I'm just like, okay. It's are, a shame because she's a pretty cool character who, yeah. who has her own thing going on. Exactly. She has her own agency. I would have loved to know more about her. So that's, yeah, it's a bummer that, you know, she's kind of uh, objectified in that way. Just like a male fantasy action figure. I, I mean, guess. I guess I guess for me, got the job done as far as from an action perspective. But for me, it wasn't a good date movie. You don't think so? No. Okay. What about you? What do you think? Well, if you say no, then I guess uh, not. <laughs> if uh, Yeah, if one member of the date didn't like it, then it's not a good date movie. Well, no, but I mean, if you thought it was, I mean, well, if you I th- thought I mean, there was, ro- I mean, there's a little romance in there, I guess, maybe. Well, again, the main reason you wanted to see it was because you're dude. Yeah, but he disappointed Sa- me. So. Uh, Tom Pippen. And so if he didn't deliver it for you, then it's not a good date movie. Because, yeah, otherwise, this really is just, it's junk for dudes. It is. It's junk for dudes. Uh, and guys are, are going to love it. Because it is a good, I mean, it's action-packed. I mean, you got the girls in there. Yeah, I would argue the action works pretty well. I mean, it's from a first-time director. He has a background in visual effects. And the action, he, he does a capable job with the action scenes. And I was enjoying the first half, I think, more than the second. And the second is where all the spoilers are. But I was yeah. enjoying it pretty well for like up to the first half. But the second half, you know, it, it becomes like a series of like computerized fights. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I I checked out by the end. By the end of this, I was pretty unengaged yeah. by the end, unfortunately. I will give it to Vin Diesel, though. I mean, not a lot of A-list actors gives well, a chance to first-time directors in, sure. a mo- in, in a big feature film like this. Sure, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I mean, this guy, Dave Wilson, he has a pretty extensive background in visual effects, um, you know, working with working on the Avengers movies and visual effects. Yeah, so this he is probably a, knows it's similar through the Avengers movies. Then. That's that's totally possible. But it's similar to what happened with Tim Miller with Deadpool. Yeah. Tim Miller, he his background was in visual effects. Deadpool was his directorial debut. So I think that was kind of the hope here get a visual effects guy and hopefully it'll work out this yeah the story it, it, it's um, the story's kind kind of a bit of a mess and there aren't really any such a mess there aren't really any characters to invest in uh, unfortunately i don't think so characters to care about well there I don't, are I don't, but they don't so? give them any storyline wiggins I, I would have loved to go more into wiggins and i would have loved to go more into um kt uh, yeah, Wiggins, uh, Wilfred Wiggins, played by uh, Lamorne Morris. He stole the he's movie funny. for me. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got a good comedic energy. This guy, but he doesn't come in until the second act. True. I mean, well, did you care about Vin Diesel's character? Not really. So that's yeah, that's a problem. If yeah, if we don't really care much about this, the emotional stakes of the main character, it's it, it becomes kind of a grind the longer it goes, and this could have been shorter. This felt kind of long. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's under two hours. You could have lost 15, 20 minutes, uh, yeah. I feel. And yeah, it becomes a little tedious at the end. Let's uh, let's take a break, a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Bloodshot. Okay. 
All right, we're back. And we're going to get into some spoilers for Bloodshot. So the big twist, it happens about midway through. You know, Vin Diesel, he's he gets revenge on Toby Kebbell's character. He tracks him down. The one who he thinks kills his wife. Yeah, and he assassinates this guy. Yes. And then, so immediately after that, he's sort of deactivated. And then when he wakes up, he's informed that the memories of his wife's murder are actually part of a virtual illusion Yeah, by Guy, well, Guy Pierce's company. And this whole murder ins- scenario. He wasn't informed by this. I mean, they, they well, got Sam, him. Your guy Sam tells him, and then they wipe his memory. Well, and then they wipe his memory. Right. Yeah, so I guess the I audience mean, is informed, the, I should say. Yeah, Vin Diesel is not informed well, until Sam, there is that the scene. End. There is that scene before he wipes him where he kind of like tells him what's up. Yeah. That's really for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he then he rewipes his memory and then Vin gets plugged back in and he plays out that same opening scenario, but this time his wife's murderer is a different person. Yep. And so what they're doing, they're trying to turn this guy into an assassin who eliminates their business targets. That- eliminates anybody who knows the source code for um, the bloodshot technology. Basically, business rivals is who they're having him assassinate. <laughs> I'm presuming yes. it's a little ridiculous. It's a the, little ridiculous. The villain wants to be the only one who knows how to keep people alive, <laughs> so to speak. And, and that villain is Guy Pierce. He, yes. He's the ultimate villain. I mean, of course, he's the head of a big company. He's got to be a villain. Yep. So. <laughs> And then the last time around, so when he goes and he he shoots the last board owner, last partner of ETS. No. His current target at the time, right? What's the company called? ETS, right? RST. And, and so when he goes and he kills the last person that created RST that wasn't um, the main villain, he finds Wiggins and... Actually, Wiggins shuts out all of the electricity, which ends up shorting out Vin Diesel. Wiggins is able to bring Vin Diesel back to life in his little power room in that fortress. That Sure. And w- Wiggins helps him regain his, his memory and yeah. just get his identity back and tell yeah. him what's real and all that. Yeah. And yeah, and that sets up the climax with Vin against the, the corporation. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, we all know, I mean, Ben is going to... Ben ain't going to lose. He ain't losing. He ain't going to lose a fight. Uh, and there's there's a pretty big fight with him and, and Tom Tom stopping. Um, Sam? Where, where, yeah, where Sam looks like he, he's a spider. He, he sprouts mechanical arms or yeah. something. It's pretty cool. I mean, that scene's pretty cool, but... it's cool. It goes on for a while. It does. It, it goes on for too long. And, and it's just, it's two computer dudes punching each other yeah. down an elevator shaft. I, that that's kind of the thing. Like, did did you erase your your conscience when you we built new legs? <laughs> you just you think he's like too evil. Yeah, this guy. It, well, he, he didn't give any slack for anything. I mean, like you, you just he, need a motivation, really. If you're the, gonna have someone be that evil, just give him some sort of motivation. And it so can't just be like this guy was annoyed. <laughs> Because he was the caretaker of Vin Diesel this whole time. Yeah, really, all you're getting is like... I mean, that's bullshit. He's tired of dealing with Vin yeah. each, each time. He's just annoyed with this like, guy. Okay, he's <laughs> relentless. <laughs> I understand, I get it, but why? It's pretty It's pretty silly. 
It's pretty silly. And, and it's kind of like, you know what he's doing and you know what your boss is doing to him. Right. Like you're either on board I mean, or you're not. What's do, the problem? Do you not understand what's going on <laughs> and that you have to repeat everything you, you say every day? <laughs> like that's your job. Get over it. Yeah, there's a little bit of Groundhog Day thrown in too, a little like Edge of Tomorrow, I guess. <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow was so much better. Oh well, yeah, that movie's awesome. And he squares off with Guy Pierce, and I forget like what he what he does. He pulls a grenade, and they're close. So like I remember so like Guy, Vin's face Guy, blowing off. Yeah, so okay. Guy Guy Pierce shoots a grenade launcher, right, and then. Catches it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then it explodes. Well, he catches it and is able to not have it explode until he's close to Guy Pierce. And so when Guy Pierce is like, oh, I don't know what you're going to do. And then Vin Diesel like pops Boom. the cherry, so to speak, <laughs> and opens his hand and then they explode. Does Guy Pierce have any like augmentations? Yeah, his arm. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah, there's a, it reminds me, there's another cool moment, you know, when he's trying to get Toby Kebble earlier, where he uses like another soldier as a human grenade because yeah. Vin can absorb the blast. Yes. There's pretty decent inventive action kind of all throughout. I mean, the movie is pretty well paced for an action movie. There's action. You're not waiting too long before like shit pops off and things are exploding and <laughs> gunshots are going. And there's like a motorcycle chase at some point that was kind of cool. Yeah, against like oncoming traffic or something. And uh, so yeah, there's a little variety to the action. It just it becomes a little monotonous for me it, by the end. By the end, I, I was definitely checked out. And so he kills Guy Pierce. Guy yep. Vinny, he survives the blast. I guess. Well, because Wiggins saves him. I guess Wiggins revives because him. Because Vin Diesel's character, I mean, he wanted to die and he knew he was on his last life because he has to get recharged every day. Right. Because of the, the stuff in his blood, he's got to get recharged. And so <laughs> he was at 4% or 2% or whatever. And Guy Pierce knew that and was like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, and Vin Diesel's like, I don't care to die. I've already done it. Let's do it again. But Wig, I mean, there's a whole story about Wiggins and KT. She was going after Wiggins because he was next on the list. Well, like sexually? No, on the hit list. <laughs> and he's the one that helps hack a lot of the stuff for the ending. Right. Yeah, he's he's like a magical hacker, kind of, this guy. <laughs> he's got the hacking superpowers. That's and a line of his, isn't that's it? A line like of that's his, my superpowers yeah. of a hacker. And so and, and then at the end, like he he upgrades the technology and so those nanites or whatever that's in Vin Diesel, he doesn't need to recharge them every night. Correct. And so he can just be like a free boy. And so that's the end of the story, and then they drive off into the sunset, literally. And KT is with them. KT is with them, yeah. And she was able to get out of the grasp of Guy Pierce. And well, he's because, dead now. Well, Guy Pierce was controlling how she breathed by his arm. And Wiggins helped her hack that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's helpful. This Wiggins. Yes. He comes in midway, and he and he's hilarious. I mean, I thought he was the best thing about this movie. I like that actor. Lamorne Morris. I've seen him in a few things. He was one of the barbershop movies. He was in Game Night, one of my yeah. favorites. 
He's a funny guy. Yeah. I I enjoyed him tremendously in this movie, and he's always eating, (laughs) and like that's his shtick. It's kind of a cliched hacker character a little bit, but a little cliched hacker character. But but honestly, many cliches in this movie, all all abound. I know. I've seen guys like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a cliche for a reason. Sure. You code and you eat at night. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. Well, if you're just... And drinking energy drinks. Like... Glued to your computer. Yeah. Yeah. You got to keep it all around. I mean, that's the fun. So, it's a a happy ending. Literally, like, driving off into a sunset. It literally is that cliched where they're driving off into a sunset. And they're even commenting on that, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Wiggins is commenting on it. Oh, my God. Like, it's... It's silly, but I mean, at least I guess the movie's aware of its own derivativeness at times, and the movie is—I mean, it's having fun with itself. It's not like a, a slog, really, except for you know the end, it just goes on a little long. Yeah. But there's—I mean, the movie has some energy. It has some humor. It has a ton of action. It's not very smart. It's very derivative. I would give it a, a B minus. Oh my god, are you serious? I said what I said. Wow. What where are you? Like a D? I would give it a D. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I no, I'm not gonna argue that. Sure. Yeah, I, I would definitely give it a D. Not my not my I was disappointed and I was looking forward to seeing this movie. <laughs> and I, I was very much let down. I had yeah, I had no expectations for this. You know, I was hoping at the very least it was just kinda of gonna be like a watchable, dumb action thriller and it it was. <laughs> yes, it was dumb. <laughs> but it, like a D, like you, you're saying it was like barely watchable. D equals dumb. <laughs> I don't understand. Go from Outlander to this. I mean, I you're, don't you're, get you're it. being a little a little hard on it. You're being a little hard on it. It's 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 not that bad. <laughs> it's, I, I, I give if you, it, if you I had give high it. expectations, then yeah, you're going to be disappointed. You know what? You go in with no expectations, you know you're going to come out pleasantly I'm, surprised. I'm going to tell you. That's that's what we're no, proving. No, 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 no. You want to know what? If, if the studios thought this was going to perform better, they wouldn't have released it in the middle of a coronavirus. Well, the coronavirus no. ballooned in the Sorry. last week. They I mean, this has been on the schedule. It. This has been on the schedule for, for months. So is Mulan. <laughs> So it's Fast and the Furious. But right, but the, all I these mean, all like, these cancellations happened within the last week. I understand why the movies that were set for this weekend stayed the course because they were already set and the situation was unfolding in a very like day by day, very fluid fashion. So, but yeah, I think theaters are going to close. I mean, I'm just like I'm looking at my phone now and I see like New York City tomorrow is closing all, all movie theaters because the calendar for the next two months foreseeably is wiped out yep. there's nothing new being released all the movies that we're going to talk about a quiet place Two, uh you know the james bond movie mulan they're off the schedule um nobody knows what the next couple weeks or months are going to be like hopefully things will get back to normal yeah and stay tuned keep listening we're going to keep chatting I hope our listeners are being safe and they are practicing social distancing. Yes. That's Bloodshot, directed by David Wilson. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. 
Until next time, I'm Patrick. <laughs> I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.